What's up, Zach Oteer, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give Innovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a customer experience and marketing platform that gets you more reviews, more feedback, and more revenue. Want to learn more? Visit OvationUp.com. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Give an Ovation. We've got Rory Balkin with us today, who's the uh, founder of Donut Digest, where she helps restaurants, sorry, helps donut shops and bakeries turn followers into customers. Um, and now she's using her platform to help all restaurants uh, to really survive and thrive through this uh, coronavirus pandemic. And I feel like we're getting to the other side, so I'm excited to hear uh, what you're thinking about, what do we do on the other side, what's, gonna, what's the world going to look like, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, my, my kids are wanting to be a part of this podcast, too. They're that excited, Rory. We all <laughs> love dog, donuts here in the Oats too. household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thanks for so, being on. Absolutely. It's good to be here. I wish under better circumstances, but um, to your point, you know, we've, we've been through this for a few weeks now, so there are definitely some star players, you know, some, some restaurants out there that are doing things right, some trends that I'm seeing. And I guess just to, to set the stage, you know, we've, we've been in this for about four weeks now. You mean four um, years? Just How long has it been? Four weeks. Four weeks. Okay, wow. Yeah. Because the last <laughs> right? four weeks have been the Dining longest band? year of my life. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> what day is it even? Um, so just yesterday, they announced that all of the funds for the payment protection plan are done. They're used oh. up. Right. And I actually read a report that only 4.5% of those funds were used for those in the restaurant industry. So it's kind of scary. And there's no word on whether or not there's going to be more money added to that pot, whether or not they are going to fix the CARE Act. I know Independent Restaurant Coalition is advocating for some changes there. Um, there might be a third stimulus bill, but Congress is in recess right now until May 4th. So mm -hmm. it's just kind of crazy. Um, now, from the customer's perspective, because it has been a few weeks at home that feels like years, yeah. they, they're starting to get, in my opinion, a little bit afraid going to the grocery store. Um, mm. What I'm seeing is that some of these grocery store workers, they're not getting the proper protection. Some of them are getting sick. Some of them are starting to unionize. I know Trader Joe's is going through a little rough patch right now, and I love Trader Joe's. So, um, you know, everyone's going through their growing pains right now. So there's the grocery situation. People are tired of cooking at home. They're tired of homeschooling their kids and working. Yeah. So there's a lot going on right now. And I think um, at the same time, people are really looking for some comfort, some joy, some entertainment, and that's where the restaurant industry can really step up. So it's interesting because you know, mostly I work with donut shops. Um, and one of the owners that I work with said, you know, Rory, like I'm, I'm afraid right now because I want to stay relevant, but donuts aren't really considered essential. And on the surface, I suppose you can say that's true. It's not um, the healthiest food. It's not something that you would need every day necessarily. But if we kind of reframe that thought and think about how um, you know, birthdays and anniversaries are still uh -huh. happening, date nights, um, people want some joy and comfort, like I said. So how can you as a restaurant owner 
be of value today and step in at a time of need. Yeah. My dog. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm, we're seeing the same exact thing with our customers because we work with a wide variety of customers all across the nation of all different kinds of, uh, of, of, you know, food and beverage places. And, and what we're seeing is that those, those smaller like dessert shops, right? Like we have uh, Ethan at thirst, um, check him out online. He is just like rock star, great, uh, you know, great person to follow on social media, even if you don't live near one of his uh, locations, but he sells sodas and cookies and, and desserts and he's killing it, right? Uh, we have another location, uh, Scott Porter, San Diablo Churros, check him out. He sells churros. Um, they're doing, they're doing well churros. as they're like reinventing themselves to be a part of, it's mm-hmm. like to taste the, to taste a little bit of normalcy. You know what I mean? And I feel exactly. like that's what a lot of people are wanting is like that little, it's, it's, it's not like a big sit down thing, but it's something to make it, to make me feel normal, right? Like things are okay. Yeah. And you know, in the world of desserts and comfort food, it's oftentimes tied to a tradition or a, a celebration, right? So with donut shops, um, a lot of times families will have a Sunday tradition and to bring that sense of normalcy and, um, routine back into a family's life at this time is really important. Yeah. Um, and you know, people are still spending money on things that aren't essential like Netflix, online shopping. So, um, those who are making the process seamless and communicating with their customers are going to come out winning. And I've seen a lot of examples, not just in the donut world, um, although that's my favorite, but um, I've seen a lot of examples across all kinds of, you know, food cuisines. And so um, if we want to talk about, you know, the future of restaurants, I know that's, that's one of the things we wanted to chat about. I think those who are going to diversify their revenue streams are setting themselves up for success. I mean, hopefully they were doing that before, but now more than ever. So it's kind of like not putting all your eggs in one basket. And, um, and sometimes I, I, allowing customers to put eggs in their basket. But that's so true. I mean, it's getting creative with your menu item. We've seen a lot of these DIY kits or ready to eat reheat kind of kits. Um, and that's, that's actually one of my points, you know, getting creative with your menu, paring it down um, so that you're not overcomplicating the situation, put your, top selling items there and then adding some creative high margin items like these kits. That's a big thing. And there's a restaurant in Austin called the peach tortilla. They're an Asian fusion restaurant. Amazing. And they are putting out these, you know, family kits, family meals. Just the other day they posted about this takeout ramen kit inspired by the movie parasite because parasite just came out on Hulu, I believe. So, um, what I would love to see is restaurants do some kind of subscription meal kit plan where, you know, for peach tortilla, maybe every Friday they have a dinner and a movie kit and oh, it's inspired like by a different movie. So, you know, th- those who are getting creative with their menu um, it are, are definitely going to come out winning. That's one thing. I think um, just generally speaking, constant communication is more important than ever right now. And um, obviously you want to communicate with your customers, whether it's social media or your email list, your website, letting them know, Hey, we're here. Here's what we're doing. Here's the changes. Here's how to 
yep, here's how to place your new order, exactly texting. Um, and, but also internally with your employees. I've heard some employees mm. say, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know how to apply for unemployment. My boss hasn't told me anything. And that's a little scary. So, and you know what's really interesting about that, Rory, is I was just uh, listening to Steve Blank yesterday. I was on a on a conference call with a few um, CEOs, and there was probably about twenty of us in Steve Blank, and he's just an incredible uh, thought leader. Actually, I have his book right here, Four Steps to the Epiphany. Just like uh-huh. one of the you know the creator of the Lean Startup, and one of the things that he said is it takes uh, in times of crisis you have to really put 130% effort into communication, right? What used to be 100% to get to normal, like you got to put 130% in, especially with, you know, things being crazy, uncertain. Um, if you need to put more, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our clients are putting um, a meeting. You know, I, one, of our, one of our clients, Doghouse, they have a meeting every Friday with all of their franchisees just to help keep them up. And at a local yeah. level, we should be doing that with, uh, with the employees as well. Yeah, that's a great point. I love that. And it can be low tech too. Um, I've heard of little uh, restaurants who have a Facebook group for their employees and they post updates there and videos. I mean, you can make it what you want, but the important thing is to communicate even if you don't have a final decision. So if you're a restaurant operator and you're still figuring out, um, how you're changing, you know, your front of house staff or, how your processes are changing, what technology you're going to adopt, tell your employees, hey, here's what we're thinking. We don't have a final decision yet, but here's what's going on. I think Mm -hmm. that will help your employees, um, first of all, feel comforted and also um, hopefully stick around, whether if they're furloughed, if they're laid off um, and you'd like to hire them back on at some point, uh, then the communication is what's gonna get them. So communication, creative menu items, um, curbside pickup and delivery. It's really mm. interesting because a lot of restaurants weren't built for that beforehand. Pizza definitely was with the with takeout and delivery, right? Um, donut shops certainly not. And I think um, yeah. those who have adapted quickly have done well, relatively speaking. Um, and right now, what's happening is we're training customers new eating habits, new ordering habits. And yes, you know, um, mobile phones and third-party delivery, like that stuff has been happening the past couple of years. But now that it's the only option, we are retraining people's habits. And I think after this is all over, it's something that, um, that people are going to continue to do because it's convenient. And even though there's a pent-up demand for dining, I also think that there are those who are fearful of stepping inside a restaurant for a long time. So, so what, um, what does that, what does that look like in the, over the next year? Right. Because I mean, <clears throat> my opinion is that in 18 months, um, things are going to be back to how they were two months ago. Right. Like I, I feel like things eventually will get back. Um, but over the next you know year, at least what types of habits do you see consumers changing? Like what, what is that? What does that look like in your opinion? I think that um, as far as gatherings go, they're going to, they're going to be smaller. So, you know, they, we might start gathering again, but it could be in the home or near the home. It might not be at a restaurant uh, to celebrate a birthday or, you know, an anniversary or a graduation as often as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I think it will get back to that place. But um, again, if you're not communicating to your customers, 
hey, here's what we're doing to keep our dining room or our, you know, our restaurant, our donut shop as clean as possible, then you might lose people. Um, I know some restaurants, like right before the dining ban, they pulled a few tables so that there's just more space. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Talking about their sanitation efforts. So those things um, are going to definitely need to continue. But while we're, you know, when the dining ban is gone and we're free to go into restaurants, there is going to be that period where um, people might be unsure. They're going to continue to do delivery. I'm interested to see too if more restaurants create a drive-through lane, because um, I I have a 10-month-old, right? So before all this, I love drive-throughs because yeah. I don't have to take her out of the car seat. And um, one of my favorite coffee shops here in Dallas happens to have a drive-through. They're still open right now, and I think one of the reasons they've been so successful is because there's less contact. Um, there's less coordination with a pickup system. Although mm -hmm. now we've seen there's a lot of new processes and efficiencies um, and tools. So um, yeah, that's you know, actually one of the things that, yeah, one of the things that we're offering for free to, to people is that curbside pickup. And, you know, that's something that it's just, it takes, um, it doesn't take a lot of effort to mm -hmm. put something like that in place, but it's just so inconvenient when there isn't a process for it right? When you show up and there's confusion, yeah, yes. it's like, or you're calling up and you're tying up the, the phone lines when there could be orders coming in. It's just, it's just so many juggling pieces. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, things like that are going to be, I, I totally agree with you, Rory, that um, all of these things that we're building the habits now are going to become commonplace. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and those gatherings, I don't think they're going to stop. I don't think that, you know, human nature, we, we want to congregate, but you're right. Maybe it will be instead of going to Cheesecake Factory or whatever, let's, let's pick up and bring it to the house because then I'm not like crammed in with all these strangers who may have just gotten over coronavirus, right? Right, right, right. And, you know, all this texting and the, and the tools kind of leads into the next point about adapting technology because it's not just for... Um, curbside although that's super important now it's like first of all do you have a website and mm -hmm. unfortunately i've seen a lot of independently owned restaurants who don't have a website um they're using facebook they're using instagram and that is a good supplement but those channels are borrowed land so you need your own website to yeah. communicate and, various and things I, I totally agree and one quick point on that is yeah. for those of you who feel like it's too expensive. It takes too much money. There are places that can do it very affordably. And you, if you have a Google My Business, you can actually, Google My Business allows you to create your own website through Google My Business. It's, it's a pretty decent website. Um, and you could do that for free. So just absolute worst case scenario. Totally agree with you, Rory. Like you need a website. Yeah. Worst case scenario, just use the one on Google My Business, right? Yeah, there are so many free or low cost options right now, especially with, you know, coronavirus going on. A lot of tech companies are offering their services uh, for free or for reduced fees. And actually, I have a whole coronavirus response plan and action plan for restaurateurs. And it comes with a couple of worksheets. So just brainstorming and planning things for how you can um, reduce your costs, you can increase your revenue and all the tech needs that you could think of right now. 
So it websites, one of them, um, online, by the way, I, I know we'll get to this in a little bit too, but where, yeah. where can people find that? Donutdigest.com slash blog. I have a couple articles up there about coronavirus and the, the impacts on the industry. And um, you'll see it. It's the response plan that you can download for free, completely free. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you know, website and um, who you're choosing for online ordering, for third-party delivery apps. Um, so there's a lot of tech considerations. And I understand it could be very overwhelming for someone who has a culinary background, right? Like they're not trained in business things. Um, so hopefully this plan will break it down really simple, talk about the main players and all the offers that are out in the market right now. So that's, that's the good thing. Um, the important thing though, is that you need to take action on doing, you know, on pivoting quickly. So, um, you know, the, the other thing I've seen too is, um, not just changing the technology, but changing packaging. And that's not oh. silly, but changing packaging for um, your items that are now, you know, what used to be consumed in your store that's now going out on delivery. So just adapting quickly is, is certainly one of those things. Um, and that also, you know, reminds me that um, I think national delivery platforms like Goldbelly, are going to continue to thrive, not just now, but after this pandemic. So are you mm -hmm. familiar with Goldbelly? No. Okay. So Goldbelly is, it's an e-commerce platform. Basically they sell food. So they take the famous, uh, you know, well-known menu items from various establishments across the country and they ship it anywhere in the U S. So it is more expensive because you're paying for things like, um, you know, it's next day delivery, dry ice in, in a lot of cases. Can, and you have to get prepare like your food. Garrett's popcorn through this place? Yeah, I, you might be able to get Garrett's popcorn. I love Garrett's. I used to live in Chicago. Oh my um, gosh. But yeah, I'm from Philadelphia originally. They've got some cheesesteaks you can okay, chip. I was, I was hearing a little bit of the East Coast. I'm from, I'm from Jersey too. So I was like, okay. there's something here. I can hear it now. <laughs> It's in the A's. That's what people say, yeah. how I pronounce it. <laughs> but actually, I have a really interesting stat about, um, Philly about cheese Gold steak? Belly. Oh, okay. Oh, I took it into <laughs> cheesesteaks. Um, so, by the way, if you ever go to Philly, Jim's cheesesteaks is where you need to go, not Pat's or Gino's. In my oh, opinion. okay. <laughs> yep. So, okay, Gold Belly just said the other day that since the coronavirus-related lockdown, sales are up more than 100% across all categories and they're up more than 200% for some local classics like New York City bagels, Philly cheesesteaks, Chicago pizzas, and Southern barbecue. And more than 100,000 New York City bagels have been shipped since this all went down. Wow. So, yeah. And the other cool thing they're doing too is these monthly subscription um, plans for certain categories of food. So they might have a monthly pizza subscription, a monthly cookie subscription, and they send you the best of the best once a month straight to your door. And, um, you know, talking about retraining customers habits and the convenience factor, I think that's going to be, um, really, you know, really popular in, in the coming months. So I don't know the costs of like what commission gold belly takes or if there's a cost to, you know, partner with them or anything like that, but definitely something to look into. Yeah. I love that gold belly. Um, 
okay so any any last any last minute uh tips or pieces of advice rory Ooh, yeah i love to talk about one other example in the donut world because i think that this is a um a, a small little shop that's doing things really 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 well right now um, they're called the Salty Donut. They're actually they rebranded as the Salty. They're based in Miami and they're coming here to Dallas. They were actually ready to open before <laughs> coronavirus hit. So as soon as this thing is over, the Salty Donut will be opened up here in Dallas. Um, but they're doing a couple things really well right now. And I hope this can inspire some, some of your listeners. Um, so one of the very first things they did was they launched um, an initiative called the Salty Cooking Challenge. And basically, this was a user-generated content type of campaign on Instagram where people would cook recipes at home using their donuts and using their baked goods. So it's a way to build community virtually. And um, people were making things like French toast with their loaves of bread and um, you know breakfast donut sandwiches, so really fun stuff like that. But most recently, they launched a um, philanthropic initiative um, where folks could go onto their website, buy a donut donation pack, and that donut pack or box would go to healthcare workers and first responders. And I think so far, they've donated over a thousand donuts um, to healthcare workers. And um, the other cool thing, too, is that they're matching the donations dollar for dollar. So say you donate a pack that's worth $100, um, they will give, they're, they're splitting up how the matching goes. So they give you as the person who donated the 50 bucks and they give the other 50 bucks in a gift card form to the first responder or the healthcare worker that they deliver to. That's so, cool. Yeah, so just like really creative ways of getting the community together, um, giving back, which I, again, I think is so amazing that restaurants at this time when they're most in need are the ones that are giving back yeah. too. So, um, you know, it's really inspiring. And I hope that um, I know not everyone's going to make it to the, to the other side of this thing. And that's really unfortunate, but I hope that um, those who are willing to experiment, try some things, get creative, um, will discover that it's going to connect really well with consumers. And at the end of the day, we're in a risky situation anyway right? You're, you're just at you're, you're just as high at risk as continuing to try to do the same things as trying new things. So try new things, right? I, I, I yeah. love that. Um, it's like so, startup mode all over again. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. number one, be a value add, especially in these times. Number two, communicate with customers and employees. I love, I love that. Um, three, diversify to get creative, but also simplify, right? Your, your menu. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Four, curbside delivery it ain't going away it ain't a fad we're creating these habits so like let's get with the program and if you're not already on board get there um five adopting things like new tech uh new packaging um new options like uh gold belly um and then six get philanthropic i love what you said about the salty i think it's a really cool concept next time i'm in the big d I'm going to try that place out. Uh, so right. awesome. Rory, how do people find you? Great question. So um, donutdigest.com is my main website. Tons of articles, free resources for restaurant owners right now. I also hang out on Instagram at Donut Digest. Check her out on Instagram. To- it is a delicious account. 
And yes, very that. rarely can you say that and have it be appropriate, but <laughs> yes. And it's D-O-N-U-T. It's the short version of Donut. Um, I also started a TikTok account recently and I'm like, oh, hey, are we doing some, doing some dancing? Oh, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I am I'm so not old. On the dance <laughs> I'm over 30. So I'm like oh. quietly creeping on TikTok, figuring out you know, how to use the platform. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So find Rory in all those places or also check out donutdigest.com forward slash blog for information uh, about her coronavirus survival guide. Awesome tips, Rory. So glad that you came on. Grateful for you sharing your expertise. Um, and, you know, as I always say, we're going to get through it because we'll get through it together. Today's ovation goes to you for helping everyone get through it a little bit sweeter. So thanks, Rory. My pleasure. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.